This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, episode 39. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. I'm Brett Duncan, and I, as always, am here today with Chris Fuller. Hello, Chris. Hi, Brett. How are you today? I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm excited. I'm stressed. I'm loving what I'm doing. I am working on capacity issues. Man, I'm all of the above today. Man, and it just shows how much uh, how much value you place in the, these podcast episodes to squeeze in time to do this in the midst of all of that. So obviously, uh, we see value in it for our listeners, and we put a lot into it. So I say we just keep chugging along here. What do you say? <laughs> I say that's great. All right. So we're going to pick up even a little bit more where we left off last time. In the previous two episodes, we, we really dialed into leadership styles. Um, today we want to tackle this question. Uh, Chris, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think you have a little bit of experience in this area and that is what is the best way for organizations to develop leaders? Now, is this a, a new concept to you or do you have some experience here? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of working on this. I'm, it's really kind of in the, uh, in the pipeline. I'm kind of gelling about it. Uh, okay. Kind of considering this, uh, this possibility. No, this right. is, this is obviously something that I've spent, you know, the last three decades on is really uh, this leadership development aspect. Yeah. Well, and this is something, too. It sounds so like a given, right? When you hear it, it's like, oh, yeah, organizations are developing leaders. And yet, if we all really think about it, the different situations we've been in, uh, you know, I don't want to speak for you, Chris. And uh, I've had varying degrees of organizational experiences, and I'm sure our listeners have, too. But if I was to rate overall the, the level of, of organizational leadership development, uh, you know, it's a it's, it's a five average at best, you know, and, and I <laughs> bet I'm not far off what most people are thinking, if, if not on the high side. Now, let me ask you, what's been your experience there? Uh, is that five average on a scale of one to a hundred? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe I didn't want to say that, but uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. We're not on a one to 10. We're on a one of a hundred. Yeah. You know, here's the, here's the scary statistic I heard. Most managers operate nine years in their position prior to their first um, quality formal training. Mm. Wow. What a waste. We're, we're just promoted and asked to figure it out. And, 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 you know, kudos to all the managers and leaders out there who have been dropped into rough positions and underprepared and over responsibility. And you're doing the best that you can and you're trying to figure it out and you're consuming leadership books and doing all this. And you're doing individual development, whereas what we're focusing on today is a little bit more about an encouragement to organizations to uh, impact their leaders at every level. There's tremendous ROI and we have provability on this that, that essentially, um, you know, there is ROI for a, a, a organizational leadership plan because most of us are having to find it out on our own. We're having to get what we need on our own. And it's, it's a little bit patchwork. 
Yeah. Well, I know, too, if I think about even the, the positive experiences, and I have had some great positive leadership development experiences in my career, um, but I don't know that they were necessarily on purpose. You know, I, I don't know that they were planned. I think it was more circumstantial or ad hoc or, you know, just observation. Um, so and I know that's kind of a, a big point as far as how you define what this actually looks like. for. And so that's who we're speaking to today are the organizations who actually want to to, to have a plan for developing leaders. They don't want it to just kind of happen. They want to actually make it happen. So, Chris, let's define what that looks like. Well, one of the things that that looks like is uh, just a determination. The very first place that we start is what does leadership mean? What, what does leadership mean? What does leadership mean here? So as we're starting to develop a leader, we do want consistency among our leadership. And one of the top reasons an organization would want to develop their leaders, number one, is they want consistent results. Hmm. And so if you want consistent results, developing leaders in an intended process helps to ensure the, the repeatable sustainability of the organization. So that would be a motivating factor on where someone starts. Define leadership, and then we can work on the process. You know, as we kind of started talking about the, the lesson today, I was more focused in on process, but now as we're getting into it, you know, some of it's as much uh, or more about the intentionality towards, you know, why we would do it as opposed to, you know, the steps to doing it. But the first piece of those uh, of the why is, um, number one, because we want employee experience to be the same or similar throughout the organization. And we want results to be similar or sustained throughout the organization. Mm, yeah, that's good. You mentioned the process and obviously that can can. There can be similarities across organizations, and there's obviously things that are unique to organizations. But what are some of just the components that, you know, really kind of exist in a strong and healthy uh, you know, development program for leaders? Uh, you know, the first piece is just the, the culture itself. I mean, I know that we sound a little bit like a broken record or I sound a little bit like a broken record on this, but um, you have to have a culture that develops leaders instead of a culture that develops followers. And the leader style that we talked about in the last couple of episodes, if you have a style of leadership that dumbed down, dumbs down the organization or diminishes the capabilities of the organization instead of multiplying the possibilities in the organization, those are some key pieces to whether you're gonna have a leadership culture or a follower culture. So one of those critical initial components is, have we built in a learning culture? Have we built in this, this aligned culture of leadership and, and growth and tracking? Or, or are we just simply asking our people to, to don't think, do, and do your job? Yeah. Uh, obviously, as we've listened to the podcast, been a part of it for so long now, you know, I know culture is... I can't think of anything that, that you'd rather talk about than culture and its place and, and leadership. So obviously it makes sense that that would, would have a lot to do with it. And you're right. I mean, you when you come across an organization that truly has a, a leadership culture, and however they define that, um, it is different. It's different than just having an organization that has some good leaders. Uh, but to have a true culture built around that, there it's, it changes everything. 
It doesn't. And part of that, Brett, is just this culture of ownership and responsibility and playing your role and being a major contributor. And and when we get into a lot of the negative aspects of culture on on fiefdoms and turf wars and you know, dumbing down and do what I say and and overdriving. All those pieces really will limit the capabilities, the capacities, and the elasticity of an organization. And so, you know, again, there's nothing more that I would rather talk about. One A, one B is culture and leadership around you know these components. Uh, there's no way that the body can grow into something that the head is not. Yeah. So, what are some components of what that could look like? Uh, in a culture. I'm sure it could look a lot of different ways, but what, what comes to mind for you? Well, one of the first pieces that that we have um, looked at is um, is allowing everybody to contribute to something. So having a learning culture, mm-hmm. and what that may mean is uh, anything from as simple as a library of leadership books within your organization, or you know, a book of the month club. Hey, here's the book that we're going to go through this month or this quarter. I don't, I don't want to drive a book a month, but right. th- you know, th- this, this book of the quarter club, and we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to go through this particular book and it's going to talk about these concepts or, or, or having a, uh, a leadership minute at the first of your weekly meeting where we're just talking about a, a, a cultural value of leadership and what that means and being able to shape that. And so just that reaffirming is uh, the first piece is an ever present um, uh, component of leadership as a contributing factor to the success of the organization. Mm. You know, I'm reminded of and I'll I'll say this company by name because this is a very positive thing. But I used to work for AdvoCare, uh, which is a a great leadership culture there. And uh, when I started there, my very first day, entry level, 2002. Uh, just so happened it was a Monday morning, and you'll appreciate this, Chris. They were having, hey, everyone come in to this room. They had, an, I think it was either 30 minutes or an hour dedicated to John Maxwell's 21 Laws. And they had the video series, and we all sat and watched it, and then we discussed it. And uh, everyone got the book, uh, and it, it just really kind of proliferated throughout the organization, and it made such a, a huge difference, and it made a huge difference for me personally. I thought that's just how every company work, worked, you know, and then I worked other places and found out that wasn't necessarily the case. But, <laughs> you know, when you can change people's language and, and uh, words that they use, it's obviously a sign of culture changing. Right. And, and unity as well. It is language, beliefs and behaviors. All this makes up culture. And again, we are, you know, I had a. Uh, uh, one person, we were in a pr- fairly deep conversation um, yesterday around a difficulty within their culture. And one of the things that I told them is you don't have to necessarily call out bad behavior. Just highlight great behavior and the light that you're shining will make the darkness fully aware of their own darkness. Mm. So as you start to highlight what a leader is, what a leader does all the time, you start to set that standard, then people will align to the standard that you set and that you consistently affirm. So, again, one of the key pieces is just those those constant create that learning, that that uh, culture, that that um, intended messaging on a consistent basis that, you know, your organization almost can't get away from it. And it and it's a positive aspect of it instead of a, um, a negative, again, fiefdoms, people left to their own style and, and, and us being victims. 
we've got one organization where essentially at, at some of the, uh, the lowest level, they feel like organizational victims and they feel like they're at the whim of the leadership style instead of the intentionality of the organizational culture. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so creating that learning culture, obviously being intentional, any other someone sitting here saying, okay, I, I like what I'm hearing now, how do I, I get this thing going? What are some simple steps I can take or some simple things I can keep in mind? Chris, anything else come to mind as far as things worth pointing out here? Well, so the first piece is have that leadership culture. The next piece I would say is start to um, to look at, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit careful on this, um, I would say, you know, if you have a high potential um, selection criteria. Okay. So we need to know what a leader is, what a leader does, and we need to have the right culture. But then you need to start looking around to see who embodies these characteristics and competencies sort of on a daily basis. It's already part of their muscle memory or part of their natural um, piece. Everybody is a part of the leadership culture, but not everybody is in the immediacy of the leadership tracking program. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't want it to be elitist, but I want it to be, again, um, who is ready now to be a part of the intentional tracking program. So, number one, everybody has an opportunity to grow. But then I look for those that are fast tracking or I look for those that are ready for promotion, um, maybe 60, 50, 40 percent ready. And then I start to put them into an intentional um leadership development program, supervisory tracking program, that through that intentionality, we go through things like some maybe some planned experiences. We go through some some very intentional pieces that start to shape their um, critical thinking, that starts to give them a little bit more organizational insight, a little bit more proximity and visibility to how decisions are made. Or we want everybody to kind of be a part at some level, but we start to really dive into um, allowing them to see a little bit more behind the scenes, pull back the curtain a little bit into the leadership space with the, with this high potential track group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we were, we were, I think that's so important too, to make sure that uh, again, yes, there's equal, equal opportunities here, but there's also people who are certainly sticking out and, and raising up and, and stepping up saying they want more. And so having something in place uh, to be able to identify those people is, is extremely important. Um, are there certain kind of areas that you encourage people to, to look in when you're uh, assessing you know, leaders that, that get this extra training or this extra attention? You know, when you just said that, let, let me let me um, chase a squirrel for just a minute. Equal opportunity doesn't mean equal treatment. OK, so everybody has an opportunity to be a part of the leadership team, but that doesn't mean everybody's ready today. Mm-hmm. So people are looking for fairness when they're looking for um, is this a fair selection as opposed to a political selection. So I, I just want to make sure that we're we're talking about everybody has equal opportunity. Everybody has um, they may not have equal treatment based on their readiness today, but right. everybody has the ability to be a part of the leadership development program. Um, but but not everybody is is fast tracking for the next leadership promotion piece. So I just kind of want to. Want to want to talk about that because that is a critical component. Is people need to know that uh, that everyone has an opportunity, uh, but that doesn't mean that everybody's ready right this particular second. Yeah, yeah, that's a, a good clarification. So, um, as we as we think about again the these um, 
you know, these high potentials, you know, um, we, when I was, um, mushing dogs, when I back to the Iditarod example, when I was mushing dogs I, you know, one of the dogs was a 17 month old female named Dale that was three sets of dogs back. So she was running team, but was about two feet outside the media, the middle gang line. Mm. And she was indicating that I'm not satisfied being in the middle of the pack. I want to be up front. And so if I can't be up front, I'm going to be out to the left. So one of the things that just blew my mind a, a couple of years ago was a leader that said, sometimes I look for uh, for the resistors in the organization. I look for the outliers because maybe they're an outlier as an indicator of leadership potential. Wow. I have never heard anyone put it that way. And most people will weaponize the outliers and go, man, you're just a pain in my backside or man, you're just a, and instead this particular leader took that as an opportunity to say, maybe some of the most difficult are the most that are dissatisfied with status quo and willing to take on the ownership and leadership. Yeah. It makes sense too, right? Because if, if they're giving you signals that, Hey, my current situation cannot contain me. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you going to do about that? And I think that, that one thing that, that is the immediate test is, um, is is their attitude towards it and their attitude towards uh, solutioning it. So if they're just wanting to complain, you'll know that really quickly. And 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 they're not a high potential. Um, yeah. They're a high potential to wear you out. Um, but the high potential that we're talking about may be dissatisfied with status quo, but they're willing to be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. So as we get into them and we start having that those planned experiences and those think out loud moments and those ideation sessions, they're the ones that start to get ahead of the curve and they're thinking about all the different possibilities and coming up with solutions. And and again, if you're if you, all you do is find problems, you're a part of the problem. But if you bring solutions with the problem, then that elevates you and my selection criteria towards this high potential program where then I'll come in and, and pour more into you and equip you and challenge you. But then I'm going to assess your learning and some of those other components that would go into, you know, to, to a little bit more of the evaluation criteria for these high tracking. But number one, again, just to reaffirm, have this leadership component that's available to everyone. Number two, have a criteria by which we would determine who's a high potential now. So we're talking about timing on the high potentials. Then we go into the specifics of developing that, that mentorship program, that planned experience program. There's always teachable moments for us to be able to have insight into what a leader thinks and the eye and the mind and the heart and the, the critical thinking of, of what leadership means. But then if we take it to that next level, then we're actually planning out the experiences that some of these high potentials will be dropped into so that we can test them a little bit by fire without breaking them. You know, the old saying, the NFL breaks more quarterbacks than it makes. Mm -hmm. We need to understand that there is a component of trial by fire, but you don't put someone who's not ready for uh, one of those trials into something where essentially it's going to break them as a person. Stretch them, don't break them. Yeah. Well, this is definitely a challenging conversation and hopefully inspiring conversation and motivating conversation for those listening. Uh, you know, if, 
if this is what you want, and I bet so many of you do, you want an organization that is culturally committed to developing leaders. Obviously, a lot goes into that, but you've been given some great kind of uh, ways to think about that and uh, some things to keep in mind. And obviously, if you want to really dig in, we encourage you to reach out to Chris and let him work with your organization, just like he has worked with so many others. Uh, You can learn more about that at InfluenceLeadership.com. Lots of examples of the types of training that Chris will do with companies, uh, keynote experiences, um, as well as some great resources there. And of course, the blog posts are available, links to the different podcast episodes as well. And we'd love to hear from you and connect with you. So uh, definitely reach out to us using the contact information there. Uh, shoot us an email, uh, hit us on Facebook, whatever you want to do there. But we'd love to hear from you. If for no other reason, just to know that you're there, that you're enjoying what you're getting, that you're getting something out of it. And uh, obviously, if there's something more you want to do, we'd love to talk to you about that. So, Chris, as we kind of wrap up uh, this, uh, I don't know, almost like a manifesto type of approach to, hey, we need to have (laughs) organizational uh, leadership development. Any final words come to mind? You know, a couple of critical components on these. I just want to just kind of drop in some of the critical components. You need to make sure that that any potential leader is culturally or value centrically aligned with the organization. Hmm. Don't bring up talent that doesn't also have integrity and character with it. I can't say that. I can't emphasize that enough. Don't bring talent. You know, many times one of the one of my little one liners is um, character sustains what talent at times can't retain. Hmm. And you may get there by talent, but your character and integrity won't sustain it. We have to make sure that we're promoting character and integrity and value centricity first and then developing the skill set second. The commitment, the character, the integrity, the authenticity, all of these value centric components are one of the critical selection criteria in my mind for a high potential. Um, We can have talent, but we have to have talent with character if we're going to support these particular pieces. So. Again, um, our leadership tracks are developed by design or default, and you're either going to have the the inconsistency and the fluctuating aspects of of default leadership, or we're going to architect and design and build leaders to our specification, and we're going to have, we're going to eat the fruit of the organization that's intentional, and we're going to enjoy that organization as opposed to, again, the ad hoc, the default, the de facto piece that many organizations do, and, and just from my standpoint, would just love to partner with you guys on creating the leaders that you want, not necessarily the leaders that have just um, that have just uh, become um, positionally minded and positionally set. It's not a spot on the org chart. It's a privilege. I have the right to boss, but the responsibility to build. And, and if those mantras sort of bake into the muscle memory of the organization, we can do more, be more, have more um, within all that we do. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Influence Leadership Podcast. 